I'm just sad I made a joke and it wasn't recording. Yeah, me too, because it was a good joke. It was. But see, now I can use this for the cold open and everybody will just wonder what the joke was. That's terrible and I love it. Well, the hint is we both know and don't know what your joke was. You random episode 81 for sometime in April, I guess, 2023. You ruined the not joke. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of You Random. I'm Lyle, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Pokey. Hello, everybody. Hello, Lyle. Hello. My good friend, Taj. Also, greetings and salutations. And the ever-spicy Soundwave. Hey, I'm glad he's up long enough to uh, insult us. Yeah, well, we'll see. So, uh, how's everyone been this month? I are excited. Uh, really? Uh, about something that you can and want to share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast. Well, then please do. Well, how's Taj doing first, and how are you doing? I'm, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy that I'm on vacation. And I'm tired. Is it spring break? Yep. See, see, Pokey, down in the south, it's actually spring already, and not just winter still. That's funny, because around here, our spring break is significantly later than everybody else's. Um, I will say, at least uh, the folks here, we actually get two different breaks. They get a February break and an April break, so there's like a late winter and a late spring break. It's like I think the idea is it's every six weeks, is it goes from the first of the year to February, so there's six weeks, February to April, six, April till mid-June. I don't remember getting that kind of time off of school. I mean, I grew up in Ohio. We certainly didn't. Yeah, I mean, we're, we kind of do the same thing as nine weeks on, two off, nine weeks on, two off, and it basically is year-round. Are you doing anything with your vacation, Tosh? Nope. Just doing nothing or doing all the things that I need to do at home and haven't had time to do. That's good. You're better than I am. I don't know about that. I'm just, you know, uh, I have a wife that will put a boot in my rear end if I don't do things, which is good because I need that. Yeah, you, you, you need a boot in your rear end as motivation. Yeah, sometimes I do, too. Sometimes I think I may have to submit a, a, a new button at some point for Soundwave. Yeah, yeah, we can make that because I, there was there was a I, I know I can make that happen. I'm the one who would have to make it happen because I went to look to push one and I realized we don't have it. Well, that's and unfortunate. Us. And unfortunately, I can't do a GIF because, well, that's not audio. I mean, I guess if you played our show on repeat, that's kind of like an audio GIF. Longest GIF ever. I don't know. Some of them have gotten pretty long. I still like the one where Contra turns into Tetris. I have no idea what you're talking about. Seriously? You never saw that GIF? Nope. It either Contra turns into Tetris or Tetris turns into Contra. The, the guy's shooting the pieces as they're coming down. It's really funny. It's old, though. That might be why you don't know it, because it's probably older than you are. <laughs> I doubt that, but... I think of the three of us, I'm the only one you're allowed to say that to. I was... Oh. I, I, I would say I'm the youngest, but I don't think that's accurate anymore. I think it's just that I'm the least old. That gif is a sound we need. That is a button we need. You're right about that. Yeah, I second that. Yet another surprise for the listener. So, Pokey, what is it you're excited about? Oh, um, we're planning a motorcycle trip. I'm finally going on the trip we've wanted to go on for 20 plus years. Wow. That's cool. Is this, is this the trip that you didn't get to go on in the fall? Yes. Only in the fall, we were going to trailer most of the way down and, uh, and ride a portion and such. Uh, this time we're riding all the way down and all the way back. We're, we're taking all back roads. It's going to be an epic trip. 
the plan is to average about 400 miles or 10 hours of riding a day. Wow. For eight days. That, that sounds like a lot of, a lot of riding. Yeah, 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 it will be. It's going to be fantastic. So we've been gearing up for it. I've been buying some new motorcycle gear that I've needed for a while. And uh, I've been mapping the shit out of this trip. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah, I, um, I will be distracted for the next three months. We're not leaving until uh, mid-June. It's kind of nice, though. You can get something to look forward to. I mean, I think I told you guys we're also doing something in late June. We're going to Disney. Oh boy! Good luck with that. I'm uh, listen. I've said from the beginning. I'm not thrilled with going the going to Disney part, but I'm a, I'm a fucking get a lightsaber if I have to go. I'm 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 bringing home an expensive, beautiful lightsaber. Fuck yeah, you are. Look at my laser sword. I was gonna say you you pretend to be groaning about it, but you're gonna see like Disney's got all the Star Wars stuff, all the Marvel stuff, all the stuff you love is gonna be there, except for. Uh, murderous Winnie the Pooh. I, that's that's part of what I don't like is the fact that all of the things I love from my childhood are now owned by a company that I really don't like. Yeah, but you could go see them all in one place. Yeah, but it's like the whole reason I hate Disney is because Disney is an amusement park. But the reason I like amusement parks are rides, and all of the rides there suck. Every single ride sucks. There's there's well, nothing worth waiting for, and everything's like a three hour wait. Well, it's I, I, I'm gonna. Look at that from a different perspective. I don't think the rides suck. I think they're not the kind of rides you want to ride. They are not thrill rides. That's not their point. Yeah. So they suck. I, I think they are very good at what they're trying to do. They're just not trying to do the thing that you want them to do. I'll tell you what. When we were in Disney World, and it was, I mean, I was a little kid at the time. We waited. So wait, two, we waited two, in line two, all day. So two, three weeks ago? That I was a kid? Two, three dozen decades ago at this point um when the when the fireworks oh, were a kid not act like a kid okay sorry yeah 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 i know i was a little little kid um when the fireworks go off everybody goes to watch them that's when we would get in line and i think we went through the haunted mansion like six times in a row are you, are you gonna go in the haunted mansion lao do you think you can find the bullet hole i know that's a reference to something and my brain is coming up blank it's a is reference that is to... that from down and out in the magic kingdom well no it's for real he he Cory Doctor probably he's where I learned it from. He probably talked about it uh, around one of those episodes or something, or maybe even in it. But yeah, it's a real thing. A guy actually shot the piece of glass, and they can't replace it because the entire haunted mansion is built around this gigantic piece of glass. So I don't know if it's a hole all the way through it or if it's just a chip, but the whole place relies on this piece of glass for casting the um, holograms onto or images. I guess I don't know and. He thought they were so real. He shot one with a twenty-two, and I went through it six times because I was trying to figure out how those holograms worked, how they made the shadows work, and how they made the ghosts sitting next to you work. It was just—it blew me away. I think I got ruined on that. That I watched a thing that explained everything about that ride before I actually ever did it. Oh yeah, that's probably not the right order of operations there. Yeah, I mean, I—I I think we went once when I was little. I don't—I forget. Um, I just remember I've always had this thing where I didn't like Disney. <laughs> like I didn't like the place. And then when my little when my oldest one wanted to go and she was little, we went and I had already knew about it by that point. I remember we went on Pirates of the Caribbean twice because it did have one spot where it went downhill kind of quick and you went, Woo. But I was angry at It's a Small World. Why? Because it sucks. We waited in line for that 
piece of crap ride. Have you never been on It's a Small World or heard about it? I mean, I was in second grade the last time I went. That might have been about the age that I was, too. I think that's part of the problem. Is like everything there is a forever wait. Like, it's it's dumb. It's also everything there is as dangerous as Australia. Okay. I mean, it's Florida. <laughs> I want to say it's probably more dangerous than Australia. It could be. Hang on one second. I gotta, I gotta look something up real quick. Oh, I can't find the answer to my question. Forty-two. You know, that's probably not far off. I was trying to find out how many people have died on the "It's a Small World" ride. Well, zero. Nobody dies at Disney. Yeah, nobody's nobody's uh, declared dead there. That's true. So it's at least two because there's one article that I found that Disney reported someone died after. After riding on it with a pre-existing condition, it says, I, I didn't read any further, but I know that somebody tried to get out or tried to reach out or something and got caught in the mechanism that pulls the boats along and drown. <laughs> At least I believe I heard that. I, that okay, it, it, Maybe someone was lying or maybe it's an urban legend, but I heard that. I didn't make that up. Allegedly. Oh, okay. Maybe not. It was an employee of the park, a 53-year-old man, and it was Disney Disneyland Paris. He was cleaning the ride, and they turned it on. Jeez. According to Wikipedia. Imagine that guy. I, and he was a cast member, I'm sure. An article published on August 4th, 2022, says riders were stuck on Disney's It's a Small World ride for over an hour. I mean, at a certain point, I'm just getting up and walking off. Walking? No, I'm I'm turning Godzilla. I'm stomping out of that place. Go, go, Godzilla. Yeah, definitely. Rar, rar. Don't we have a rar? I don't think so. I mean, if if not, we do now. Oh, I thought we had a kid saying it. No, I guess not. So, are you going to Florida Disney or California Disney? We had initially wanted to go to California, but we started doing the math, and between the extra cost, and the jet lag. We just decided it was not worth it, and we're going to Florida. How long a flight is that to get down there? Not terribly. I'm going to say it's on the three-hour range. All right. That would have been about what I guessed. Yeah, from California. Boston. From, from Boston, that is. Yeah. Yeah, California would have been like six. Yeah, when we flew out to San Francisco, it was six. It wouldn't be terribly different from Manchester, because it's so close to Boston. Portland doesn't have an airport, does it? Yeah. No, wouldn't be much longer from Portland then. No, but flights tend to be considerably more expensive with fewer choices that don't involve multiple layovers. Yeah, I gotcha. We always look, but we don't often take it. So, will you be doing any gunplay while you're there? Wow. That that was bad. It was not. In fact, it was... <laughs> What was that? That was perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I have fallen deep into the rabbit hole of uh, building tiny giant robots. You're welcome. You are not the only person who pushed me. You going to say more about that or just let it sit there? Um. So actually, just today I finished a really neat one called a Death Scythe. Um. I'll actually take the picture that I sent to Taj and I'll put it in the show notes. Give me a second, Pokey, and I'll show it to you, too. It's got cool wings. It's called a Death Scythe, and yeah, it does have very cool wings. 
That one looks very cool, and it's um, bigger than most of the ones I've done. That one is an a Master Grade, which are about 50% bigger than most of the kits that I do, size-wise. Oh, so it's a giant, tiny robot. Or a tiny, giant robot. Well, no, he said tiny, giant robot, but it's not. This is a giant, tiny robot. Or a giant, tiny, giant I think you win. I can't beat that. Oh my gosh, I just remembered something else that I saw earlier that I have to put on the show notes to talk about later. Oh, I do that all the time. Go right ahead. This is not freestanding? Most of them can freestand, um, but the action bases let you do cooler things with them. Yeah, like he looks like he's floating, and the the pose I was going for, which is on the uh, the box, just did not quite work out, but he's supposed to look like... What I was going for was like the feet almost crossed in front of him, and the scythe hanging down in front, but it did oh, yeah, not. It, yeah, it didn't work at all. The scythe is way off to the left. But it was the best I could do. I gotcha. Also, pro tip, there's some awesome 3D printable action bases. I, I wish that you had told me that yesterday. <laughs> Before you go buy them. I like the... the there's a specific one that I bought. Um, I bought a three-pack. That's the third one. I just bought another six-pack. Oh, I was just going to ask how many you ordered. Um... Six of them is like 40 bucks. And that will, um, I think after those six, I will still have a spare. Let me see. I think I'll have two unused ones if once I finish all the kits that I have. I'm because, jealous. Sorry, go ahead. Because I, I, I found that I had the horrible misfortune that um, the local Target now carries some Gundams at very reasonable prices and i was in there and i'm like oh my i must i must take these home because for me it is mostly about building them which is something i enjoy very much and so the cost of the kit is really time that i am spending on a relaxing hobby so i want to share my second pro tip because i just found out about this and for me it's life-changing have you played with glass nail files uh yes that is another of my Gunpla friends suggested that, and I've got uh, the one I'm using is a glass file. I I had ones glass files for my nails that are okay, but I have a nicer one now. Let me see if I, I'll pull up the Amazon link of the one that I bought. I believe we talked about glass nail files on here before. I don't know. I just recently got. I forget who recommended it to me. It might have been somebody at the store where I buy these. Um, but yeah. It, it, it's so ni much nicer than like a regular file and having to go back and resand everything. Like you can pretty much do it in one operation. I tend That's to do a, I do a glass file and then for some things, especially on the visible edges, I have a, um, almost like a buffer stick. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's like this foam stick. That's very, very fine. That will take some of it off to just polish it up. And you've got God hands, right? I did buy a pair, a set of God hands. I was going to ask you that. I I still not pulled the trigger, but I really want a set. Um, so the advice I was given is there are two different models, um, the, the red one and the blue one. And the blue one is technically better, but is also more fragile. Yeah, and uh, so more expensive, so better, but more expensive, but more fragile and more likely to break. And so for me, I uh, weighed those two things, and I'm like, no, no, I need it to not break. That is kind of one of the primary functions is to continue functioning. Yeah, especially for how expensive they are right out of the gate. 
Yeah, the the one that I have was okay. Yes, not cheap for what they are. They're a little. Uh, so for Pokey and the listeners who aren't aren't aware, a God Hand is a specific. Um, <laughs> it's a side cut pliers flush flush cut side cut nippers. Come on. So you looked it up while we were talking. Of course. Okay. Yeah, it, it, they're very very good flush cut um, snips. Specifically for cutting all these pieces off the sprues they're on. I'll, I'll and say the, the reason they're considered better is the um, you can get the cuts very, very, very close to the part that you want, and so the amount of time you have to spend with your glass nail file is a lot shorter. The uh, my my just like so I have like two sets of nippers that I use. I have like a good set which I don't even remember what they are. Um, they're not nowhere near as good as a pair of god hands, but they're okay. And then I have my shit nippers, which are, you know, that's where I do my big cuts. I just go through with the shit nippers, and then I go through and I with the nice ones and you know do a better job. And my shit nippers broke, and so I went to the store and they carry the god hand brand, like all their nippers. But I got like the the cheap, um, uh, the the cheapest ones you can get, like the the you know five dollar nippers. But they were god hand brand. I'll be damned if they're not almost as good as my other ones. They're they're so uh so much better and uh just i I bought these specifically because they were kara rogunzo ones and they have a little sergeant frog on them which makes my heart happy i have two sets of side cut nippers too but they're both electronics ones yeah i've got a bunch of those i like the ones that catch the wire when you clip it yeah i see why these are so precise the blades on them are super thin these are tiny and it keeps because they're so small. It keeps stress marks from happening in the plastic because that's that's actually why you can't cut close to the plastic is because you're as you squish it, it puts stress marks on it. You can't get out, and this cuts it cleanly enough to where you don't have to worry about that. It seems to have a grub screw in it, some sort of like maybe it stops the travel or it stops it from from dulling. Maybe maybe it stops it from clamping too hard so it won't dull. Some sort of adjustment on here. It's got to be to stop it from closing too hard. Yeah, you can. You yeah, can I have my it. set. I have my set in my hand, and it looks like that's exactly it. It looks like it. Even me squeezing it, it looks like they just touch. Yeah, if you back that screw out, they'll they'll touch and dull the blades. I'll bet. That's really smart. So the, these are called God Hands nippers. Have you guys ever seen knippers? Yes. Wow. Have you seen the new ones? The non-marring ones? No. Wow, they're unbelievable. They're they're adjustable just like any other Knipex pliers are, but they've got so much leverage on them they can actually hold a nut or a bolt while you turn it and they're non-marring jaws. Yeah, they've they, always been on my like if I really want to spend a bunch of money on myself <laughs> list that I've never uh sprung for them. Well, I'll tell you, they have a, a really a good use case. You, you can justify spending the money because the they for the same size, they open up about twice as big as a pair of, as a um, adjustable wrench, but they hold it. They don't back off like an adjustable wrench does, and they're way faster than an adjustable wrench. Yeah, I can imagine. And if you are not looking for the non-marring ones, if you're looking for just a pair of adjustable pliers like uh channel lock style or, or actually knipex style uh channel lock makes a good one i have a channel lock that's a knipex style it must be out of patent it works great i believe it's channel lock don't quote me on that yeah these would be good for building my um 
my clock too that I haven't touched in months. Neat tool. So what does a pair of God hands cost? I won't look that up. I'll let you tell me. <laughs> I th- I think the, the the red set that I have, I want to say between forty and forty five dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's about what quality tools cost. Yeah, yes. it's I'm, it's good tools. Cost money. I d- didn't mind paying it because, like, I was hesitant, and then the first time I used it, I'm like, oh no, 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 I was correct. I, I'll tell you though, I am a little jealous. I I wish I only spent eighty bucks on my hobby this week. Oh, I mean, I did. I didn't tell you how much the Gundams that I bought cost. <laughs> I mean, they were reasonably priced. They were down to like thirty bucks each, which is pretty cheap. And so I bought two of them just for the next ones to build. In addition to the the one I'm actually working on right now is one of my thirty dollar cheapo ones. The Death Scythe was fifty five. Yeah, it, Master Grades are pretty can get up there. I needed motorcycle luggage for my upcoming trip and i needed motorcycle pants i spent over 800 dollars this week Yeesh. yeah it was not easy it was fun but it wasn't easy it was actually really stressful because i didn't it's so expensive to make a mistake and get something that's not big enough or not going to get the job done you know just try to save a few bucks just winds up costing you you know three times as much i've got such an obscure bike that I don't have a lot of choice in luggage anymore. The big biggest company in motorcycle luggage doesn't make the rack for my bike anymore. And you need the rack to use any of their luggage. So I had to go with another company. And again, if I bought the wrong thing and it's too small, my bike's so obscure, I really can't sell it to anybody. Selling that rack used is, is not gonna really be possible. But I bought a pretty cool sort of trunk that straps onto the passenger seat and it kind of slings over it and it's wide. So it's as wide almost as the bags ought to be. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of short, keeps the weight low, but yeah, again, I wish I only spent 80 bucks on my hobby this week. I am already approaching the point of, okay. And now where do I put them? (laughs) This is a constant problem for me. I was going to ask that, like, I if I were to build Gundams, I would have to give them away to the neighborhood kids because I just, I don't have any place for them. I'm allowed one to be displayed in the living room, um, and that's a specific one, and then all the rest of them are downstairs on my desk, and I just rotate out which ones I like, and the rest of them are in bins. Oh, like pocket knives. Uh, definitely. Uh, I have a pocket knife drawer. I, uh, luck, luckily, my wife is not particularly, she doesn't mind me having them displayed in the main portion of the home. Of course, we also have a, you know, giant, um, board games shelf. So she's like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to lean into this is who we are. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I haven't played a board game in a long time. I just recently got back into playing them. And, uh, it was mainly due to just hanging out with some people that do a board game night every couple weeks and i forgot how much i liked playing games Dude, there's so much fun I, the only board games i ever get to play are b-o-r-e-d when my nieces come over yeah i'm gonna we've play got like... a couple we've got a couple of quick hit ones that are just like we can play after dinner and then we have ones that are like an afternoon yeah we're playing like the ones where we might in a three or four hour session play a game and a half 
Yeah, we have some of those. We don't play a lot of them, unfortunately. Like, oh. I, I want to say the the one we have that's the big game that we have actually completed a couple of times is Betrayal. Mm-hmm. Over Christmas, I got some of my wife's family to play uh, Space Team. You not know, really... I think I've I think I've only played it once, but it was it is pretty cool. Yeah, it, not not really a board game, but still a, a game. <laughs> yeah, it is cool, but like it's it's less fun if everyone's not at the same skill level. Like I kept getting obedient or subservient. I think they call it subservient. Oh, and I tried that game you guys were talking about last time. Vampire Survivors. Yeah, that one. And. Eh. It's all right. It was like I kept playing just to see what the next thing was, and I'd get to the next thing, and you just you just have to play too long. You just stand around not doing much, but just you know watching all the flashy things on the screen. I guess. And yes. Then I, yes, you correctly understand the game. And then I had just piles and piles of money, game money, and then I unlocked some thing that let you spend money on it, and I spent it all in one go. And didn't get much for it because it was only increases like 0.02% or something. But I don't know. It was Some of the things were kind of neat. I, I kind of liked some of the different weapon combos and, and trying to hold off until you got them. And then not getting the right combo and being stuck with stupid one bird or one pistol. Yeah. But I, I wound up like going for the same combos every time because... There's a couple of weapons that are just super strong. They, they just can't, nothing comes close to their hit points or DPS. And then there's a couple of power-ups that are super helpful to have. And they're, you know, keyed into certain other weapons that are still not bad. So it's, you know, I, I wound up with the same. It just, it wound up being the same game over and over and over and again with just different settings. Yeah, that's kind of why I like it is that, um, Especially because it's kind of like hard limit at 30 minutes. Like when you set down a level is 30 minutes and it's always 30 minutes and that kind of that, that thing. And that's just about the amount of time I can play a game ever and be sane. Um, so it just, it just sort of like fits the rhythm of, of me playing games. How does sitting and playing a game for 30 minutes make you sane? No, if I play for longer than 30 minutes, I go insane. Like I can't sit still that long. Like I just can't do it. One thing about it that I found really frustrating was that when you get to the end of a of a level, like I don't know, it was a devil or a Dracula drops out of the sky and kills you instantly, and it still says you win the level, even though I killed them once or twice. It was the same ending to the level. That was a little disappointing. Yeah, surviving to minute thirty is winning. Like, not you are you you are not supposed to be able to kill him except in some very extreme circumstances. Oh no! I, I there's a pretty simple formula for killing him. You have to get the freeze beam and power that all the way up, and uh, you have to get fast walk, so it kind of stalls him out, and you stay ahead of him, and then have powerful weapons like the, uh, I think it was the holy water and something else, the diamond thingy. But yeah, you know, Taj, I'm surprised you haven't played, or if you have played, I'm really surprised you haven't talked about playing. I, one I recommended to you maybe a year or more ago was that Occidental Heroes. Yeah, I remember you mentioned it. I never went back to play it. Yeah, it surprises me. I think it'd be right up your alley. Because it mixes a like the storytelling portions of a role-playing game with 
the combat of a strategy game, and it's 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 just neat. It's a it's a fun little game. Strategy games are sort of my jam. Well, uh, and you you just t- set my brain on a tangent. So when we're done there, let me circle back to tell my story. Um. Yeah, we can be done with that. The only thing I was going to say about the strategy games is I was getting really good at Occidental Heroes for a while. When I told you about it, I was I was getting pretty good at it. And then I put it down for several months, and now I can't play at all. I cannot win the combat at all. I, I suck at it. I don't know why. I thought I was doing the same thing, but I, apparently I'm not. That sucks. And the strategy, the combat is on hexes. They're bestagons, not squares. I can vibe with that. Battletech does that. Yeah, hexagons are bestagons. Yeah, I, I like the um, the movement on hexagons better than on a square grid. It, it makes more sense to me somehow. Yeah, so I dare you to try it, Taj. Oh, yeah, that's that's going to bring up another topic. Oh, all right. Well, let's do Lyle's first, and then hit that one. Just you reminded me when you said that it mixes game styles of a game that I've been playing. Because a bunch of my gaming friends talked and talked and talked about it, and so I finally picked it up. It's called Cult of the Lamb. I've not heard of this. No, I never so, heard of this one either. So it's like oh, it's it's fairly new. It's from a studio called Devolver Digital, and it's what if you mixed the a lot of the more mechanical gameplay of like a roguelike with the like the action hack and slash stuff with a one of those. Um, more slice of life type simulator games like Stardew Valley or um, Animal Crossing, and uh, the the rough premise is you are this little lamb, and some deities were about to you know sacrifice slash kill you, and some other one saves you, and then you start a cult. Nice as you do to try to release this like fifth elder god from its prison. Which I am sure will in no way end badly for me, and this is not at all a trap. No, 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 you're good. You're fine. I predict you're going to get fleeced. That was bad. (laughs) Wow. At least I was bold with it and didn't come out all sheepishly. All right, guys. All right, calming down. You would. Oh, I was just going to do a you one. (laughs) The puns. Oh, I heard a really good pun today. Oh, shoot. Let me think of it. It was a Star Wars pun. It was a young Jedi fails to find love, but admits he was looking in Alderaan places. Wow. (laughs) The Babylon Bee does subscriber headlines where the subscribers pitch them to them. And sometimes they're good and sometimes they pick them at random. And I think that one might have been at random. That's a thing. Man. Oh, I heard something interesting. I heard that uh, one of you does a really terrible owl impression. Not me. I do a good one. Not falling for it. (laughs) Well, thank you for not allowing me to tell my joke. I appreciate that. It's pretty standard around here. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Anyway, Cult of the Lamb. The art style and the the way it's presented is super adorable and hilarious. And I am sure it's not going to end badly for me at all. I think you're safe. I my daughter came over and wanted, was bored and wanted to play some video games, but didn't want to play what I was playing because uh, I was playing Gran Turismo on my old PlayStation Two. So the only other thing that I had that I thought she might like was God of War, and yes, she does like it. She's come over again to play the same game. Nice, but she did give me a funny look. Was like, Dad, why is there so many boobs in this game? 
um is reasons because i forgot there were boobs in the game i'm sorry honey i didn't mean to do that to you i mean it's a game about greek gods what did you expect uh sword fighting i believe there's a fair amount of that as well yeah i figured she'd not mind it because you can button mash your way through it no problem especially on easy i'm watching her just walk over you know, giant trolls and medusas and shit. <laughs> like at the same time, like damn. Sounds like the level I need. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to play to get through the story, yeah, just put it on easy. It's no problem. I actually never played those games. Oh, really? I like God of War. They, they were always on consoles, and that was never a thing that I had. So, yeah. In fact, I think the reason I have a PlayStation Two again is because I wanted to play God of War Two. I think that's the first game I bought for it once I once I got another PlayStation 2. My old one's long gone. And God of War 3 is the reason, part of the reason, that I'm considering buying a PlayStation 3. I mean, at this point, the it's PlayStation a- 3s have to be fairly cheap. Uh, not really, because the later ones, the Slims, are really cheap. But the one that I want is the original one because that's the one that's got a PlayStation 2 built into it. And the only other reason, except for that game, the only other reason to get one is to play PlayStation 2 games with a wireless controller. Um, So back when I got a PS3, I was advised by the local shop not to get one of those because they had a much higher failure rate. Yes, I understand that. And that's part of the reason why I haven't gotten it. The other reason is because they're on the expensive side. If you get one that the warranty sticker is still on it. So nobody's been inside of it and you, um, you re, uh, um, heat goop, the, the heat sink on the processor, they tend to last a bit longer, but if that's, if it's been busted into, or if it's real high mileage, um, you really need to send it off to a, a specialist who can reflow the board. Uh, I don't even remember if it was a hardware problem specifically or if it was more they had problems with the backwards compatibility portion. The original ones are backwards compatible. The later ones are not. I mean, just devil's advocate. Uh, You know they're emulators, right? That can do PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 games? Yeah. Flawlessly? Yeah, as far as I understand, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have that kind of hardware. That's probably as expensive as a PlayStation 3. Yeah, but then it can do other things. Yeah, maybe. I know PlayStation 2 works because there is a game for PlayStation 2 that I emulate to play. What's that? Uh, it is uh, MS Saga. It is a, a Gundam RPG game. Okay. I kind of run out of PlayStation 2 games to play. I've got like one more to finish and one more to go after that that I haven't tried and one more that I gave up on. It was supposed to be the best PlayStation game 2 ever, and I just, I can't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't get what you're supposed to do. And I think it's one Lyle has played. I did not play a lot of PlayStation 2 games, despite having one. So what game is it you think I've played? I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's, um, oh, is it something about Titans or something? I, I don't know. I don't remember. This does not sound familiar. Yeah, it's not the name of it. I can't remember the name of it. And the other one that I bought, the, the other reason I wanted to play a place, the second game I bought was Res. Um, and I can't play that game either. I suck at that game. And I paid a fortune for that game. I don't know if you guys ever played Res, but it was it's kind of like a, a cross between 
well, it is a Rails shooter, like your like um, Star Fox, only it's a rhythm game. So you gotta be hit the the shoot buttons right on the the beats, and I, I just I can't do it. I can't sync it up, and it, and I find that very frustrating because number one, I used to kill in Star Fox. I I could walk through that game in no time. Um, and it's also frustrating because Res was supposed to be like this uniquely, uh, like a unique experience. It was supposed to, and some people, they said it, it induced synesthesia. And I thought that'd be really cool if I could get into it. Like you get in the zone in that game, but I, I can't even, I can't even play the game at all. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty, uh, substantial thing that people could fall into. Yeah. And I mean, and just like short term, like it would just happen while you're playing the game and then you're done and it's done. But I mean, it's a neat looking game. It's, it's, um, it's all vector graphics. There's no, there's no textures on anything, which I like. I think that looks cool. It reminds me of, um, you know, some of the games I played in the arcades as a kid, like hard driving, you know, I think that's cool, but it just, I don't know. I can't get the hang of it. So what was it you were going to say, Taj, the topic about not being dared to play a game? So I have a problem and <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to resolve my problem. I more can, cowbell. E, e, no, that's not going to solve this one. I buy video games because I want to play them, but never play them. And it's become a huge, huge issue. Like I literally like three days ago, bought every fallout game. Cause I'm like, Oh, everybody loves these games. I should buy them all and play them. Eventually. This is like the 17th, series of video games I've bought and will probably never play. Oh, so oh, so you ha- you now have the Steam problem. Yeah. I have a similar problem. I I pirate video games in much the same way. It's like I really want to play them, but then when I sit down to play a video game, I like I said, I play like 15 20 m- at most a half an hour, which for most video games is not possible to make any progress like it's so hard like i've been stuck on uh jedi fallen order for months because i'm stuck in the same spot and i would try it like 10 15 times can't get past it and i'm just like fuck this and i (laughs) just set it aside like i i'm so bad at video games but i want to play them basically because i want to see the stories any game that someone has tried to show me beyond playstation 2 it took more than a half an hour just for them to pick what hairstyle and face texture their character would have. Can't you just watch the story on YouTube? Yeah, but then, uh, to be completely honest, then just sitting and watching it is hard enough. Like, <laughs> I kind of and I kind of want to play the games. And some some of the games I bought, I don't, uh, I don't even like the kind of game they are. Like, I bought all the Half Lives because there's so many jokes about Half Life that I don't get. Uh, but I don't like first-person shooters, <laughs> but I just bought it. Um, and you can't set the settings easy enough to play the game for me. Oh, you can, though. No, easy's too hard. No, there's another mode. It, um, it's called Portal. Yeah, I like Portal. I played those. I, I played the first one. I loved it. I thought it was great. P- Pokey, if you loved the first one, you have to play the second one. It's even better. On what shall I play it, dear Liza, dear Liza? That's a great question. I don't have an answer. I think it runs in Linux, but you may or may not have hardware to do so. But it's a great game. Okay. Jeez, I I figured there's no way it could be as good as the first one, so I just never thought about it again. Uh, The story is even better. Really? I realize that's a high bar. I am telling you it meets it. It plays on Linux, what, in Steam? I mean, it's a Valve game, so uh, yeah. I don't know that you can get it anywhere. Oh, yeah. 
Sounds like a perfect opportunity slash reason to buy a Steam Deck. Not for me. Is that the thing you guys are talking about? It was like 400 bucks. <laughs> yeah. But it no. would probably also emulate your PS2 and PS3 games. Yeah, maybe. Definitely PS2, probably PS3. Hmm. That was the thing that reminds me, by the way. That was the thing about the PS3, the later ones um, that that run, that claim to run PS2 games, run them in emulation. The old, the original one, original two, the Fats ran it in on hardware. Huh. And, and they said that the emulation on the later PS3s some games play really well and actually have enhancements, like it it can scale up the video or something, but then other games are just broken, you get artifacts. I mean, the CPU architecture is fundamentally completely different on those, and so I can understand how it depends on what the game is doing. Yeah, but I mean, fundamentally completely different, that should be close enough. Listen, the PS3 was real weird. From a hardware perspective. Isn't that why it was like super popular for the modding and like hacking community? Uh, it was, as far as I know, it wasn't the modding and hacking community. It was the crypto community. It was like the folding at home and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it was, a, so what it was is it's a, it's a cell processor. And each of the cells is like smaller instruction sets. So it was doing smaller operations, but it was doing more of them in parallel much faster. Which is great for cryptography, but it is also, I think, why the games, why there's a smaller library for it, and why they may have had technical trouble both porting things to it and porting things from it. Because it just, you had to do things completely differently to take advantage of it. I remember something like the Air Force bought a bunch of them to to uh, make a supercomputer out of. And they, uh -huh. were, they were real bad when Sony took away the capability of putting Linux on it. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, when they bought a pallet of them, they probably never connected them to Sony servers to get the updates. Probably not. So the only problem is when they're trying to expand slash replace. When I was going to lug meetings, they had like a, a rack, like the kind of rack, the, the steel ones you build with tubes. You have the little plastic cones that hold the shelves in place. They had one of those just full of them. I mean, there must have been 60 PS3s. I didn't get to go play with them. They were inside of a, a big glass room. They probably had really good air conditioning. Probably need really good air conditioning. You need really good air conditioning for one of them. But it was a big server room. It wasn't the only thing in there. It was a big, you know, uh, false floor server room. Are you talking about raised floor stuff or something else? Yeah, raised floor. Sorry. I was hunting for the word. There it is. You found it. Oh, look at that, Lyle. You had to get new home network gear too, huh? Had to maybe a strong word, but did. Did yours piss you off too, or did you have fun getting yours? Both of those. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. <laughs> it's technology. That's normal. It was the Schrodinger's time of technology buying. Damn it, now you ruined the not telling joke. Well just put it at the end and then it hasn't happened yet until they open the surprise. Oh yeah. So what'd you have to get, Lyle? And what did you want to get and what did you hate getting? I don't recognize any of these words you have here. Okay, so what I... So the problem was I had a, a, night, an, a Netgear Nighthawk, which I was initially really happy with, but Netgear is fucking garbage at firmware updates. And it got to the point where I couldn't manage it except through the web browser interface, which they consistently tried to tell you not to use because 
and I couldn't pair it with the range extender that I had bought because you can only manage that through their app, but I couldn't manage the router through the app because it wouldn't let me change the NTP server so that the time reflected, or it wouldn't let me change the time zone so that it knew where it was. And so it kept thinking that the time was off. Also, the wireless was just bad and just, it was just showing its age and not behaving particularly well. So I chatted with, you know, my, my team of people at work who are all, you know, we're all infrastructure professionals and also nerds. And I ended up buying an arrow. It's E E R O. I want to, I think it's by Amazon or it's owned by Amazon now, but it's uh, a full mesh setup. So what I bought is it's got the main base station here. That's just in my office where the drop comes in. And then it's got two more. Uh, the base station has uh dual wired NICs and power. And then you add additional ones. You can either get more of those so that you also have more wired NICs elsewhere, or you can just get ones that just take power and just join the Wi-Fi mesh. So I've got a three story house. So I've got one on each floor. My Wi-Fi has been fast and flawless since then. Dope. Yes. I, um, in doing so that took my, you know, my Nighthawk had a, like an eight port switch in it. You know, the wireless routers you buy usually have a, some ports in the back. I was, I would be down to one and I'm like, okay, that's not, that's not going to get it done with my desk. So I bought, uh, just a consumer grade switch, which is now under my desk. And then I also needed to replace my NAS because it was about five years old and it was a single drive. And that's about the life of single drives. And I would rather replace it before it goes bad rather than after. It seems like a plan. Um, and I bought something that is a little more future proof. I bought something called a Synology, which when you buy it, you get the enclosure. It's a, mine's a six disc enclosure. And then you buy drives to put in it. So I bought six hard drives to put in it. And it runs a little uh, front end software that can also run Docker containers. So I've got a whole bunch of little micro apps running on it as well, like uh, Pihole and a couple of other little things. That's cool. Pihole's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I had it running on a Pi before that, but. Now I've got it running on my NAS. Now it's a NAS hole. Mm-hmm. Just it, it finally kind of refreshed everything to much more um, current tech and better future-proofing. Always well worth the, the investment. And I yeah, never the, believe that until everything breaks. Well, the thing with the Synology, the reason I like it is it does its own kind of enhanced RAID setup. So it's got six disks in it, but it's not just like a six disc pool, it does it into a, an array. Um, it's enhanced in that you can put drives of different sizes in it, which is not something you can usually do with a raid pool with a raid setup. But, but also if one of the drives fails, I don't lose everything. I just pop it out, buy a new one, pop it in, keep going. Nice. What if, what if the Synology machine itself breaks? Can you get data off the hard drive still? Cause that was always the complaint with the Drobos. You, you could, swap in whatever drive you wanted, but if the Drobo itself broke, you were screwed. If you're familiar with the Drobo, this is basically the same thing. I'm not very familiar, and I don't have a NAS. I, I know I should, but I don't. Um, so I don't know the answer to your question. My okay. initial guess would be that I could probably plop them into another Synology and then pull the data off. Because okay. nominally, if my Synology died, what I would do is buy another Synology. 
Yeah, there was something about the Drobo that that didn't work either. I'd believe it. There was there was some kind of it, it wasn't encryption, but it was almost like each one was unique in how it decided to break your files up. Well, a lot of um, RAID controllers, you have to have. You can't just take. Hold on, let me back up. If you think about, go back to physical servers. If you had a server and you had some kind of a RAID setup in that server, you usually couldn't just take the drives, move them to another server with a different RAID controller and still access the data. Part of the information was on the controller itself. And I wonder if that's what the Drobo was doing. And honestly, it might be what the Synology is doing too. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, I explained something in a way that made sense. Good for me. I, I have a, a coworker. I tried to help him recover some data from his computer once he lost his RAID controller and there was just nothing like I couldn't even get a computer to recognize his drives. Yeah. I, I had to do that. I had to do that once professionally. Yes. It sucked a lot. Oh, by the way, this was the customer's like whole virtualization environment that, that failed. Yeah. So I had to, we had, our network started failing here. Um, and we were having to reboot it, but it would be up for, a day and then we'd have to reboot it and then it would be up for a week and then it would be up for two days and then it was just random at when it would fail um and rebooting the router didn't do it because it wouldn't reconnect to the um the modem and rebooting just the motor modem wouldn't do it because the router wouldn't be triggered so i had to reboot them both at the same time and thus i could not diagnose which was actually causing the problem um and my wife working from home and i'm if i'm not at home that was a real problem for her so i tried plugging her computer in and hardwiring it and that seemed to work but again the random nature of the failures um i think just masked the fact that it wasn't working but we went through some diagnostics with the uh the cable company and they said it was a the wire going to the house was a bad connection. They were going to send a tech out. So they sent the tech out, I think. I don't know. I wasn't home when that happened. It failed again. And they finally said, no, it's your router. Your router's uh, you, not the router, the um, the modem. They finally said the modem's no good. And that he needed to get a new modem. And so I told my wife, all right, you're the one that's home. Go ahead and get the modem. You know, add it to the bill or whatever. And, you know, in, in all of it, they sort of tricked me into getting the modem, getting much faster internet at a significantly lower price, but signing like a three-year contract. I didn't realize I was signing a contract with them. It's the first time I've had a, a cable contract in, in probably almost 20 years or a uh, internet contract. And when the new um, modem showed up, it's this weird thing it's like this giant square thing it, it's it's huge it's not like a regular thing and then i you know went to go plug it in and the instructions said install the app on your phone and connect with the app and it'll walk from there and i said fuck it i gave it to my wife and said here you can you can do it i'm not putting apps on my phone yeah i'm that guy all the time mine is i'm not putting an app on my phone and no i'm not signing up for another account yeah i wouldn't have if i knew what was happening but this thing's confusing to me and i still have to look into it because i don't know if 
it's a, a router, a wireless router as well. It's got many, not many, more than I expected. It's got more ports on the back than I expected for just a modem. I've never seen a modem with more than maybe two ports or three if you count the USB. Um, this thing, I forget, I, I think it had six ports coming off the back of it. So I, I figure it must be a router, but I don't know if it's a wireless router. I don't know if I'm connected to it and it just copied my settings or, or when my wife put the settings in, it copied them over or if I'm actually using my router still, but I don't know. I, I probably should look into that. Most of most of the time now, if you end up getting something from your ISP, it at least can be a wireless router as well. That's what I figured. I just don't know if it is set up that way or isn't. Yeah, and typically they try to convince you to do it that way, but also typically that's going to it may or may not actually reflect on your bill. Yeah, and and I strongly suspect that the reason they do it that way that that is the router is I I guarantee you it's got um side networks on it, you know, where where just any customer connects to yours as if it, it, you know they get you know roaming internet. I don't know if you guys have that. I know our system does. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I will counterpoint if it's not part of the bandwidth you're paying for and it's part of the device that they own, that's a service they're offering you and other customers as part of their network. Yeah, I understand. And all I'm paying for is the electricity, which is not much. I, I get it. I just, it, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I remember when, uh, back in the day, back in the good old days, when piracy was first starting to be cracked down upon, like MP3 piracy, for example, which I, in fact, probably specifically, or maybe movies, um, somebody, I remember a story where somebody logged into their neighbor's network and downloaded everything on their neighbor's network. And the neighbor was held accountable for it when they, they were busted. They were looking into it and they were held accountable. DMCA. Balls. Yeah, they they said, and and I don't remember if I heard the end of the story. Don't remember if the how the case went. But basically the court said they had to prove that they were not the ones who downloaded the files. And even if they weren't, the failure to secure their network um, and allowing it to be used for legal activity, they were they were culpable for that. I'm probably conflating two things. Those things don't seem compatible. No, I, no, I remember hearing similar stories. That was back when war driving was fun. I missed the whole war driving thing. I it was kind of done by the time I found out about it. Oh, no, it's all the time now. You just don't even know what's happening. Your phone's doing it constantly. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that reminds me. There was news. Google was just um, involved in a lawsuit or the lawsuit is beginning. But no, I think it was I think it was ended. I think they were ruled against. Um, yes, in fact, I remember they were fined and I was shocked at how low the fine I was disappointed at how low the fine was. There was a class action lawsuit against Google for... Uh, not being clear about how the tracking works on Android phones and not being clear on how to disable it and then also not disabling certain features uh, even when the end user thought they had disabled them. And it was like a shockingly small fine. It was it was in the single digits of millions, whatever it was. Did you guys hear anything about that? No, but it's not surprising. 
Now I know. Wish it were, but it's not. I wish I could have got in on it. I, I'm always frustrated by the this. Every time my phone reboots, it wants access to track what Wi-Fi I'm logged into and use that for location, Google location services. No. I commend you guys for caring as much as you do about that. I kind of just w- ran out of energy to care about that. I ran out of energy to think about it, and that's where I last was. I mean, at this point, the thing that got me is so much of what I am expected slash required for work makes it just impossible. Like, I'm not allowed to have privacy. Yeah, I get that. I've... I've <laughs> I've picked up on that over the years as you've talked about different stuff that work has had you do. Yeah, it's just the, there's there's too much uh, requirements for uh, connectivity and such that it, it just makes it impossible. That, I, that was one of the reasons. It wasn't the biggest reason, but it was definitely one of the reasons why um, when my work was sending everyone home and letting everybody work from home, I decided not to. I just said, no, I'm, I'm going to work here in the office. Mostly it was for productivity and ergonomics. I don't have an ergonomic place at home to work, and I didn't think my productivity would be as high. Um, but also it was it was that it was I didn't I didn't want to to intermix, you know, work stuff and home. Yeah, and to be fair, like it's not my work that I'm afraid of abusing the stuff. Uh, they don't care. It's just all the systems and platforms they want to use. Yeah, uh, yeah, require that, and so it's like at a certain point you just have to give up. Like in, the other day, like there was a thing that I needed help on, and the only support channel was a fucking Discord server. Like, <laughs> so I mean, you know, if I want help, I have to register for this dumb shit. Uh, so help me fix my MacBook. No, no, it wasn't a MacBook, but it was. It's just like it's it's things like that. Like it, at this point the if i do something it's going to be you know open source and and at least to whatever extent i can make it privacy respecting but uh to interact in the real world it's uh, that that battle's over the the one that was probably the cringiest of all to me um at, at work anyway was skype they started making us use skype and i was like are you serious I mean, I get that it's not quite as bad as uh, Zoom, but still, it's Skype. Now, is it Skype, Skype, or Skype for business? I don't know. What's the difference? I don't know. I mean, the difference is on Skype for business, the servers are run by your IT team, not just random Skype servers on the internet. Either way, you can never turn it off. It's never. It only makes you think it's off. It's always running in the background. It's crazy. I, I mean, only if you don't have admin on your system and can't actually stop things. Yeah, that's that's the case. Now we have Teams. That thing is... Uh, oh, Teams is a fucking resource hog. My my work laptop, I can be on a Teams meeting. If I want to do anything else, I, I lol too bad. The thing that annoys me most about Teams is someone will try to, quote-unquote, call me on Teams, and I'm like, you're sitting right next to a fucking phone, and so am I. Just call me on the phone. What is this stupid team? Why do you think you need to use that? Or they want to chat. They want to send text chat. No! Uh, I mean, that's literally exactly what ours is for. No. You need something from me, put it in writing. Put it in an email somewhere where it will stick, and I can forward it to everyone who cares. 
yeah, um, but Teams is how my team like collaborates. Like when I'm chatting throughout the day, hey, have you seen this? Hey, what do you think about this? We have like full ongoing technical discussions there. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than doing it in, it, it's like doing it in IRC, but all work stuff. And the latest worst thing, the thing that makes me go, ugh, is that Outlook now has like an emoji. You can like thumbs up an email or something. It is so funny hearing you talk about this because this is just my life and just how very different your perspective is on that. Because it's... because because of the work that I do and the, the way that my company is structured, like that that all of the things you're just describing is just a day in my life. It's just you know, I send somebody an email and they send me back an emoji. Like, what are we all fucking three years old? We're all children. Like, ugh. My favorite one is when you get text message or like if I text somebody and they have an iPhone, like apparently it's the same thing where you can send like a thumbs up or a plus one on the iPhone. Um, it sends me it's because I don't have an iPhone. It sends me a text message back saying, you know, so-and-so liked and then quotes the, the exact text that I just sent them back. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> this is, you could, I mean, you couldn't figure out how to send an emoji. Like what, what the fuck? I love sent from my iPhone. That cracks me up every time. The my my experience with uh, Microsoft Teams is the university I work for. Like every university, um, is so far up Microsoft's asshole that um, it's kind of funny. Um, I mean, I mean, Microsoft makes it financially worth their while to be there. So yeah, but it's so like the co the college that I work in the 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 education school. Um, we have our own IT department and it's funny because every time you like put in a ticket, they're like, let's jump on teams. Nobody in, in, in our school of education use teams. Everybody uses zoom. And it's just like, they keep wanting to push us towards teams. And everybody's like, we have this thing that works. We're not switching just because you guys get a discount on it or whatever. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like their, their, in, their instant thing is always pushed to be on teams. And like, I don't even have teams installed on anything. Like, and I don't think anybody in the school of education has it on anything. It's, it's pretty funny. The fact that you have multiple IT departments and you can just decide not to follow their policy is just mind bending for me. Because <laughs> my, my, my company says, we're using Teams now. This is the thing you're using. You don't get these other tools anymore because it, we're the IT department. We're providing it. This is what you have. Deal well, with Well, I think for us specifically. But, co but colleges are like the Wild West. It, yes. And like in education, um, Microsoft lost the schools a while ago. Like like the public schools and charter schools and private schools. They They lost that to Google. And so nobody in the college of education who has to interface with these other institutions, they don't have teams. So we have to use, I mean, mostly it's zoom because that's what the schools are using, or some of them will do Google meets. Uh, but that's easy. You just go to a website and you have it. You don't have to like download anything. Um, it's the installing a separate thing that, that is used internally in the university when our college is sort of its own thing, right? We don't, at least at my level, we don't interface with the rest of the university hardly at all. I just sign out of it. And when people see that I'm not logged on, they send me an email instead, or they call me on the phone instead. And then when they ask, aren't you on Teams? I just say, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. I think so you, lied to, so you lied to them? No, I'm not on. I'm not logged on. Oh, no, no. You said you, said you were sorry. <laughs> 
I'm I'm sorry that you think I need to be on teams. Again, I think that I think that's a fundamental difference in the kind of work we do. My the, my entire IT department functions because of teams. We we would not be able to do remote work as effectively as we do without it. I am not saying it is good. I am saying it is a nice centralized workflow place for our t- whole department. Well, I'm not disputing the fact. I'm just saying I just I just don't <laughs> use it. I I have to get on a meeting every day. There's one meeting that I have to participate in. And my uh, microphone broke on my headset, so all I really have to do is turn it on and listen, and then I log off as soon as the meeting's over. And I find that's the best way to use Teams. I have no idea how to segue to this, but hey, Taj, did you finally listen to the album of the month? I did. Do we want to talk about it? Sure. You're going to have to intro it and remind us, Lyle. Yeah, sure. I say month when it was really two months ago. And it was a long two months because we missed a show. It was like, really, 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 this is the first album of the year, I think. It was a long one month, but then a short second month. It it averaged out to two months. Something like that. Uh, Anyway, I I assigned us Vicious Delicious by Infected Mushroom. I will say that this is a fan. I think this is a fantastic album, though it does not have my favorite Infected Mushroom song on it. Uh, They are a like Israeli psytrance duo. It's it's some seriously trippy shit. And I absolutely love it for working music. It is, I turn it on and then it just like hits the right spots in my brain and turbo mode go. I I think that I specifically told Taj not to listen to this the way he usually listens to music because I did not think he would enjoy it. So I'm interested to see how that went. And I'm genuinely interested in what Pokey thought of it. So please, please share folks. When you say you told him not to listen to the way, if I remember correctly, you told him not to start at the first track and listen sequentially, right? Not so much that as don't listen to this as a this is the thing I am doing experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, um, I I can tell you uh, your opinion was was woefully wrong. Um, Uh, Which which, which part? Did 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 you follow my advice? I did. And then I had to sit down and listen to it. Uh, this this was dope. Like I dug this a lot. I uh, it has a lot going on. Lots of textures. Lots of um, almost every song on this album. There is at least one thing in every song where I'm like, oh, that was clever. That 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 was that was a choice. That was cool. So I I really dug this. Like I listened to this um, in the last month probably ten times. Like it's really cool. I think you're right. If you're listening to this and you're not in a terminal running in map, you're probably doing it wrong. Like you're living life unproductively. I mean, that makes sense because the person I initially heard this from was Dave Kennedy, who now owns, I think, two different um, security consulting companies. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that checks out. And I mean, some of the um, songs are like really hype. Like they're they're good, like like gym songs and stuff like that. Some of them are, are kind of chill. You know, there's all sorts of different. Uh, I, I like it because like a lot of EDM stuff is sort of samey sounding this, like there's lots of like analog instruments mixed in and like there's melodies and uh, well, I, I also think that this, this album specifically is older than the name EDM at least became widely used. Right. Yeah. 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 No. Cause this was like two, like 2007 or something. I forget. I looked it up, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. what. There's no way I was listening to EDM before that. I didn't say before EDM existed. I said before the, that 
as a term made it into pop culture? No, I mean, I think I was watching YouTube videos arguing on the difference between EDM and techno before 2007. Anyway, I'm claiming a win here because I predicted, Taj, that this was right up your alley. Yeah, no, I, I, I genuinely like really dug this album. Um, I have to confess that I don't actually remember the album. I listened to it, you know, two <laughs> months ago. Uh, I, I, I did take one note on it because I, I didn't want to forget, you know, this that I had to say about it, and. I thought that the first track is a real banger. It opened, it's got the strongest opening of an, any album that I can remember listening to. Um, it, it just, it really pops with that opening track. It hits you hard. Um, and it kind of carried through. I actually like this one. Uh, I, I, it's not, it's not that I don't like it that I haven't listened again. It's just, I dropped it in my playlist, which is random and it's thousands of songs. Um, but yeah, I actually did like this one a lot. I th I think ooh, 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 ooh. D does, that mean I, does that mean I get to push the button? You do. It's all you. He looks, now he shoots. Score! It's a hat-trick! Wow! It's been a while since I got to push the button. Yeah, I was impressed. I, I, um, I was impressed. I mean, I liked the art, but knowing your taste in music, I wasn't putting much stock in the art. Um, cause I know our tastes differ so much and, and sometimes it's not exactly what it looks like. It's going to mean the artwork sometimes. Um, but yeah, this one actually really impressed me. I was, I was digging it. I, I might get some more of these guys if I remember to, I got some other stuff on my wish list before that, but yeah, it was good. Um, I would highly recommend if you're picking up any more, uh, check out, maybe listen to it before you buy it, but, uh, converting vegetarians. <laughs> I want it just for the title. I like converting vegetarians. Cows are vegetarians. I convert them into poop. Well, I guess that's one way of looking at it. I love vegetarians. Almost all my favorite food was vegetarian. Exactly. Only mine didn't come from a bumper sticker, Lyle. That was on a bumper sticker? I, I don't read bumper stickers. Uh, maybe not a bumper sticker, but like somebody's signature in a forum. I, I do not remember where I read that, but that's very possible that that happened. It kind of tracks. So you have something in mind for us, Tosh? I do. This is based solely on uh, my recent just like total jag of listening to like soul music and Motown. Like I've just been in that space. So I just picked like if somebody asked me like, how do I get into this space? Uh, this is the album I would probably slide across the, the table and hand to them. Uh, it is Bill Withers live at Carnegie Hall. Well, you've got me interested. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to getting into some R&B and, and something a little outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah, for sure. And it, this is going to be an album where you hear songs and you're like, oh, I know that song. I've heard that song. Like, of all of his hits, I think there's only one big hit song he had that's not on this album. And that's because it came out after this album was was recorded. So, um, it, but it's it's just really good like uh he's he's somebody that just killed it live like i i'm sad i never got to see him live what's the song that's not on the album uh just the two of us okay oh good because i don't like that song it's not his best i thought that was a will smith song uh, no i probably don't like it because it used to be on some commercial and i forget what it was maybe maybe like a breath mint commercial 
Yeah, probably. It was probably Lifesavers Mints. It was it was before uh, uh, Altoids, for sure. And I think that that, if I remember correctly, I think he wrote that song, and he was on the track, but somebody else sang it. So it's like, it's his song, but somebody else recorded it and made it famous. Sure. Before we segue from albums, um, I bought an album recently that is not a music album. Uh, it's something I remember from my childhood, and I bought it to listen to with my nieces, and it's just as good as I remembered. It was a lot of fun. Did you guys ever listen to Shel Silverstein read any of his poetry? Like, he's got an album where the sidewalk ends, where he reads, I think, like 25 of the poems from the book where the sidewalk ends. It's good. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Some of the stuff he says in there, you really would not get away with saying nowadays. No, he was he was pretty uh, subversive. Like... <laughs> And and he clearly stated the fact that he was uh, the fact that he became such a darling in sort of the kids reading space still uh, blows my mind. Like he seems like he'd be a real fun guy to hang out with. Oh, for sure. And, and he has the good mushrooms. Undoubtedly. The only way I can think to transition from mushrooms to urine is with reindeer. But I'm, I'm not sure how to include them in the conversation. Um, okay. So let's all just go to the bathroom. That sounds fair. Let's all go to the bathroom. Let's all go to the bathroom. Ah, that's better. Indeed. Hey, Taj. Yes? You sent me a really cool picture earlier this week. Can you please tell us about it? Yeah. Uh, I went back down the rabbit hole of keyboards. Uh, <laughs> it came back out with the same keyboard that I had before. Um, I, I guess what started this is sort of my steam deck. I have mostly set up to be my personal computer when I'm traveling. Cause it actually does that. Uh, the only problem is the keyboard, the on-screen keyboard, although it's, it's balls, except for you can kind of do an okay job. If you can do the dual thumb typing thing that they have. I'm getting better at that, but I still wanted like a real keyboard and I have a Bluetooth like travel keyboard, but it's, it's stupid. It's, it's a piece of junk. So I was looking for something that was wireless to take with me when I do that. And I have a treadmill desk and it would be nice to have something wireless there while I'm working on my laptop. And so I was just looking around. I didn't like anything because I don't like regular keyboards anymore. Since I got my ergo docs, uh, I kind of need that. A, because of the layout, and B, because of layers. Like, layers have become my life. Um, so, like, a regular keyboard just doesn't cut it anymore. But I knew that the ErgoDocs, when I built the this one that I have, there was no wireless versions. Like, that didn't exist yet. Um, so I got to do some searching, and uh, somebody now makes uh, an, a wireless ErgoDocs that is, like, super low-profile, 
and uh, I love it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. It was a little difficult to set up, but in general, it's great. I can switch it between any device that's Bluetooth, and it does exactly what I want it to do. It's fantastic, and I, I, I don't have to relearn anything because it is exactly the same layout as the one I have at home. That's cool. Do you have a link to that? Uh, yeah, hang on. And now, links are in the show notes. Um, it's kind of cool. I got um, kale chalk reds because I really wanted whites, which are sort of the same as cherry blues, like click, clack, 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 my favorite. But since I was knew I was going to be trying. You mean, you mean the correct switches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted that, but I knew that the way I was going to be using this, that it would be in public a lot. So I went with something that still gave me the, the, the feel of a click, but was a lot quieter. And then I actually found that profile of keycap that is on the picture on the website and 3D printed all of the keycaps. And so far, that's worked really well. That's These things still hurt my brain. What? The, the whole ErgoDox setup thing. It just, looking at it, it hurts my brain. Oh, it's so nice. I. It looks like it would be so nice after I learned how to use it. Oh, yeah, for real. The, the struggle when you first get one is real for a long time. I mean, just the simple thing of taking um, the columns and just laying them out perfectly to where they don't have that curve that is on a normal keyboard. Like it just takes a while to adjust to that. But now, I mean, like I typically type about 40 words per minute, which is not fast. Like I'm not a fast typer, but no, that's, I, that's very slow. Um, I can do that on a regular keyboard or this like I, and I can switch back and forth and it's not that big of a problem. Although the inconvenience of not having things where I want them to be and not being able to shift layers, I get real frustrated with a regular keyboard now. And like a simple thing of like one of the layers on my on my one on my desktop is uh, because you can't really do like editing in the way that you normally would with a keyboard because like if you're doing audio or video editing, your your left hand basically runs the whole keyboard and your right hand runs the mouse because that's just kind of the layout of it. Um, so what I did is I just, I made a layer that all the things I need are mapped to the left hand half of the keyboard to where I can edit. Um, th that's so much nicer. And since it's such, it's smaller, everything is faster to get to. And just, it, it makes so much more sense that way. That's very cool. I'm, I'm proud of you, Taj, for your productivity hack. I don't know if it's a productivity hack. It's more of just my comfort hack. Um, I will say. Same difference some days. Yeah. Um. You can get a carrying case with this, and I bought it, and it's like sixteen bucks. And I was like, sixteen bucks for a carrying case for this? The carrying case is almost as cool as the fucking keyboard. <laughs> like the keyboard has slide into it, and it's like double zippered, but then it has like the um, oh, I forget what you call them. They were like the elastic bands that are woven through each other. Um, it's kind of like modern Molly <laughs> webbing um, on the inside, and it's got pouches. Like I could fit a lot of stuff in this little keyboard carrying case and it's not that big um so i that was a bonus i was extra stoked about that you got a link to that i think it's on the same i don't know what woven elastic thing you're talking about like a bungee net kinda yeah it's on the bottom of that same page you can only just barely see it in one picture yeah okay I see most of these pictures look like it's a single board is it actually two separate yeah there's a left half and a right half they're wireless. Where's the battery for each of these things? It's in the keyboard. Like it's, they're just little flat lipo batteries. I was gonna say it's gotta be like a little flat like RC helicopter battery I'm picturing. 
Yeah, and they they say that it'll last months on a charge, and it's USB C, so it's kind of standardized on the same port that everything else I carry is on. So just it just works out like it's it was exactly what I needed, exactly what I wanted it, and it's more expensive than I wanted to spend on something like this. But um, yeah, no doubt, I, I I'm still happy with it. So I guess it wasn't that bad of a purchase. What's the dongle they want to sell me? It's a Raytac dongle, and I don't even know what those words mean. Completely unnecessary. Okay. I think if you use the dongle, it is, um, like, the battery will last longer. But the problem for me is, it's like, if I want to use this with my phone, there's no USB port. If I want, you know, so you can you can completely just use the two halves. Like, the left-hand side is the master. And so you just turn it on, and it sends the Bluetooth signal, and it pairs to whatever you want to pair it to. And then it pairs to the other it itself to the other half. And so everything is completely wireless if you do it that way. Um, and you have five slots to where you can program five different devices in. And all you have to do is uh, just I have it mapped down a layer, uh, five keys. So I just hit, you know, I turn it on. I hit the profile for the device I want. And it, it just automatically syncs and starts working. Very cool. Yep. I dig it. I Like at some point. I want to find one of these and try it, but, and frankly, I'm, a, I'm enough of a keyboard junkie that that number for a keyboard doesn't frighten me, but yeah, me either. for something I'm not sure I'm going to like, it's a little bit steep. Yeah. Well, and for me, it was like, I, I was already thinking like, I'm going to, cause I wanted something small. And when I was thinking small, it's like, okay, smaller than a standard keyboard so I can fit it in my bag and it doesn't take up a shit ton of space, which automatically meant that it was going to be like one of those super like mini keyboards that's cramped, which the whole reason I like the Ergodox is because I can spread my arms out and not have to be like cramped together. Um, Even those are like 50, 60 bucks at the cheap end. So, I mean, yes, this is more expensive, but for it to be exactly what I wanted, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I've sh- I've sent you pictures of my keychron that I have, right? Yes. Yeah, I lo- I love it. It's I almost like it more than my regular keyboard on my desk. <laughs> the only thing my regular keyboard on my desk has going for it is that it's fantastically colored. Yeah, yeah, it it, it definitely is that. Actually, something else that's fantastically co- colored. Oh yeah. I am just glad I'm not logged into YouTube having clicked that link because I'd hate that to be stuck to my history. <laughs> You're welcome. I actually saw this the other day. I saw this browsing today today and I'm like, oh god, I have to tell them about this. They're they're making a like Power Rangers reunion movie. It looks to say, garbage and I can't wait. You have to tell them about by them you mean Taj and the listeners. Oh no, I had to tell you too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. The, the, the difference is, I think that Taj, Taj and I might both actually watch this. I have a sneaking suspicion. Like, I still, I don't have the nostalgia for Power Rangers. Like, now that I'm older and I've seen it because I have kids that have seen it, I totally get it. Like, if I was the right age when this came out, I would fucking love this. Um, but I'm pretty sure that my teenager is going to want to watch this. So uh, I will probably see it. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to watch it. But I've gotten better at watching movies that are not good because I'm enjoying some other part of the experience. Yeah, for sure. I have a hard time sitting down to watch a movie that is good. Well, then this should be no problem because it's not going to be. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Movies just don't 
don't draw me in anymore. And I've got a huge watch list. I still haven't even watched The Green Knight yet. Oh, I enjoyed that so much. I know. I got to check it out. I really do want to check that out. So, uh, Pokey? Yo. You, you, you need to do your, like, quarterly tell me why I should use Osmond. So, you... I just, I just told somebody today that I never tell anyone that they should try Osmond because everyone I ever tell they need to try Osmond, they always tell me it's way too complicated and they don't like it. And except for you, I think you could use it. I think you could be okay with it. I've, I've told you, and I don't think I've ever told you to use it. I just think I've told you how good it is. But every once in a while, somebody will come up to me and be like, whoa, have you tried this one? This is way better than any map program I've ever used. And I'm like, yes, yes, I have. Let me know if you need help with it. Because I, I can do help with it. Um, but they recently pushed an update or a couple updates. I'm not sure. Um, I want to say about three months ago, they pushed an update that changed something in the way it looks. And it just looks a lot slicker and cleaner now um they, they they rounded the buttons and made them blue no no it 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 something about it renders more cleanly it's it's less blocky it uh scrolls a lot smoother it used to be very jumpy it would jump every, like every five seconds it would recenter and it would do it in a jumpy way um something about it renders better and it just looks better altogether. uh but they made they 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 gave it a 2.5d look now to where you can kind of tilt instead of looking straight down on the map you can kind of tilt the map as if it's out in front of you and i find that really handy um i always thought i hated that but what i hated was not some of the other map programs would tilt it too much if you tilt it a certain amount you just you get more look ahead. You can look further ahead down the road, um, and the the scale of the curves becomes truer as it becomes closer. And it's it's really nice the way they did it. Um, I'm very happy about that. And I don't know if it happened at the same time or if it was some time after. I, I didn't notice it, but all of a sudden, it now uh, either my phone has a compass that I didn't know about, or it's and it's now using a compass that it never could use before, or it's somehow figured out how to use the gyroscope in my phone a lot better because it now knows what direction I'm facing all the time and instantly and seemingly perfectly, even inside buildings. Uh, it, it know if I'm sitting on the toilet at work and I look at the map, it, I, it knows which way the toilet's facing. It's really impressive. Um, the way that that has worked. Does it have an exit button yet? Does it have a what button? An exit button. No, what would you want to exit map for? Because I remember, like, every time I've tried to use it, I would use it, and then I would, like, get out of the car and try to shut it off, and I could, I had to, like, force quit the app. Hey, hey Taj, it's, it's, uh, it's colon Q. Um, yeah, not, not for this. I mean, if it was, that would be dope. I mean, I, I, just as a joke, that would be funny. No, you just, it closes. The only time it doesn't close. You just close, throw your phone away and buy a new one. <laughs> just like every iphone i was gonna say that's the apple play the only time it doesn't close is if you are using it for routing for navigation and it's actively navving and it doesn't think you've reached your destination yet it 
it will stay on in the background. Um, doesn't use any power. It doesn't cost your battery anything. And then when you get back to your v when you turn the phone on next time, it usually pops right up unless you've um, used a fingerprint or something that logs you in automatically. You just hit the power button and it'll pop the screen back on. It'll be on the map. So maybe what you need to do is just dismiss the route before you turn the screen off. Maybe. You need to tell your map that you're already there. Yes. Well, you just dismiss the route. You just tell it, I'm, I'm done using navigation for now. It's, it's, I don't think you can tell it you're there in the middle of, of your route. It's not going to believe you, but you can just dismiss. You, you, just, you click the nav button and it says continue or dismiss, and you hit dismiss. I, uh, I, every once in a while, I'll pop it up and try to use it. And that was an issue. And the, the fact that it doesn't do like live traffic, that, that's another thing that, that kills me. <laughs> so That's correct. It still does not do live traffic. I don't know if it ever will. Yeah, I just don't think the, the way it's set up, it's ever going to be able to do that. But that, that tends to be because I'm either driving in town and I'm using the map specifically to check traffic, not because I need to know where I'm going or I'm going somewhere strange, like I'm traveling for work. And like the to a specific address thing doesn't really work a lot of the time. So I just default to ways because it works every time. Yeah, the only reason that the to a specific um, address doesn't work is because most addresses just aren't input into OpenStreetMap yet, and it uses OpenStreetMap data. Yep. But I have turned on live updates, which I, I never did before because I, I wanted to see the actual map updates. But so the way it works is that it syncs with um, at least the way it always worked in the past was that it would sync with OpenStreetMap at the end of every month and then it would render the map because previous because the map open street map is um vector and osmond would use rendered graphics um i don't know if they switched to vector graphics to a vector map i, I don't think so but maybe maybe that's why it renders a little smoother now but either way they seem to do a nightly sync but they don't push that out with the regular updates, you, you have to turn that on and you can turn it on for each. Well, here in the United States, you get, you know, each state it, it's broken down to. Um, I turn that on and that's great. I can just, if I know I'm going somewhere tomorrow, I can just put it on the map today and there it is. It's it's on the map tomorrow and, and I can route to it real easily. That's actually kind of cool. Um and what I'm really, really excited about is just yesterday, I finally figured out the correct way to do a custom route rather than letting it, you know, just putting in an endpoint and letting it route for you. Um, there's a plan a trip feature, and I've never been able to make that work. And I, I don't know if they just added the feature or if I only just found it, probably only just found it because everything's always sort of hidden. Um, there's just so many there's so many buttons and so many settings in this thing you don't always find exactly what you want but if you do there's a plan a route feature under the main menu and then it's create a route is the next button and you start you can either tap the screen or you can move it around to the center and hit add and it will add a point and then you do the same thing again move the screen around and either tap the spot you want or hit add i find it for any point after the first one i find add to be the, the better way to go about it but 
after you put your first or your second point in there, you hit the options button and the very top thing in the options is route between points and you hit that. And I don't know why it's defaulted to straight line, but you change it to driving and it recalculates your points instead of drawing a straight line between the two points you put on the map. It takes you there on the road in the most direct route on roads between your two points. So you can put them, if you've only got one road, you can put them really far away. But if you've got a complicated route you want it to stick to, you put your points, you know, right on each road and it won't turn you around. It'll, it'll route you right on them. Um, and it has been awesome. It, it's, and then you can save routes after you make them. You can put them in folders. You can rename them. You can have them categorized under your favorites. It's really slick. See, you're talking it, me into it again. And it's fast to make a custom route. It's fast, fast, fast. So if you've ever made a custom route in Google Maps, you ever done that? No. Okay, so if you go to Google Maps, not the Maps app on your phone, but on a on a computer, on a laptop, and go to maps.google.com, do a search for your destination, and then hit Route 2 or Directions 2, give it your starting point, and it will give you a route. It will plan your route for you. You can drag the route around. You can drag it to different roads that you would prefer to take other than the, the one it specifically gives you. Um, and it, it just kind of puts a little dot there, kind of like putting a pin in it. Um, and it'll, it'll pin the route to that spot. And it's very frustrating because number one, there's no easy way to, to export that route. You can't send that route to your phone. I haven't found a way to, um, and we've tried it before in the past. My wife and I were trying to go to New Jersey and go around New York city and I thought I had done it. I thought the route was in my phone and somehow along the way it recalculated and sent us right through the center of New York city. Um, and I Not was gonna pissed. Work. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was pissed. I was so mad. Stuck. I mean, there were like literally car accidents all around us. Um, so the other thing that's frustrating about using Google maps for it is there's a limit to the number of pins that you can place and kind of you know and drag the route around with and i think it's 10 and that may include your starting and ending point so you might only have eight times that you can alter the map um but with osmond you have unlimited pins and it's it's really cool the other thing that it does now i don't know if it did this before because i never really i never really had the roots in there so it'll save the route as a gpx file um and you can then open that route on your phone and it just kind of highlights it as the route that you're taking, but you can also select that route in the navigation button. Instead of selecting it as a destination, you go into nav and you hit favorites and there's two tabs there. There's places and there's your routes. If you select your route under the navigation button, it will give you turn by turn directions to stay on that line so rather than just having to try to follow a line and not having any scale you've got the next turn distance and the next next turn distance widget uh, i i think it's usually mine's in the upper left i think it always is but you can you can turn those on and off um but it'll give you turn by turn directions in order to keep you on your route it's really really cool nice 
Yeah, previously, and like I said, I don't know if it did this before, but previously what you'd have to do is if, if, you, if you edit something in Google Maps, um, edit your route, rather, if you make a custom route, the um, web address becomes that route. You can copy that web address and paste it, you know, send it to somebody and paste it and it'll pop up. It'll be the route that you planned exactly as you planned it. Um, or exactly as it was when you copied the link. There are a couple of websites that you can paste that link into and they will generate a GPX file for you. And then you can, you know, download the GPX file and, and load it into whatever nav you have. And I, I, I know people who use Osmond who do it that way, who put the roots in their phone that way and, and, but I, I never knew you could navigate with them. I never knew it would give you turn by turn. So that's that's brand new. And I never liked that way because I didn't like not having turn by turn. And I didn't like having to just follow a highlighted route because the the one thing I wish you could do is maybe you can and I just don't know how yet. You can't make a custom theme where you can turn the roads the color you want. So the highlighted roots kind of blend in. There's no color you can make it that isn't already used or, or close to that color is already used in some condition, you know, like red, all the, you know, primary roads are red and also toll roads have red dashes on them. So it, they kind of blend in or blue is another thing. So it, it always kind of blends in. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's had a lot of, uh, a lot of recent updates and a lot of like feature updates and, and maybe they were updated. Maybe I'm just learning how to use it better. Um, but some of them, some of them are definite updates, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. It's great. Sweet. Yeah. I, I will probably once again, give it a shot. You know, I'm really glad that tools like this exist, even though I'm pretty heavily in the Google maps ways camp personally, because alternatives are always good. There's a lot to be said for Waze, and it's not just the the traffic. Um, I, that, that, I that, mean, for, that for me is the is the reason I use it. Like, do I know where I'm going most of the time? Yes. Do I still put the destination in so that I have all of that information? Also, yes. Yeah, you know, in fact, most times I hardly, I, I don't even use it for the nav. Most times I just use it for the speed limit because it's an accurate speedometer. Um, you know, any any uh, navigation app. Um, I just, I kind of like Osmond because I have some level of control over it, including the map itself. I can go edit the map and fix things. Um, but w w the other thing I like about Waze that I, I've got to say, it's the, the, uh, police. You can see where the police are. Uh, yep. Well, you had a mastodon thing. Did you want to talk about that? And mostly just a public service announcement that following hashtags on mastodon is fucking great. It's literally the best. It reminds me of the. Uh, this reminds me of the Identica days when there were hashtags and groups. This almost seems like it's the best of both of those, I, without having to without having to build two separate kind of subsystems. Yeah, I I think it's an as soon as you figure out that it's a thing you can do and that it works the way you think it works, it's an easy way to instantly like plug into a community on mastodon like just search for a hashtag that would be part of that community and you're going to see every conversation that happens involving it um so like it's super powerful there's like probably a 10 hashtags i follow i will say that there's the same limitation to this as 
everything else in federated social networking, which is you are still going to be limited to the instances that your instance is federated with, which depending on the size and administration of your instance may be a lot or not. So you, you, you'll, you'll find, you know, at least corners of that community and conversation. I guess I feel lucky with my instance, it, the people that they do not federate with are people I would not federate with. So it kind of, it kind of works out that I don't, I don't feel like I'm lacking anything. Hey, wait a minute. Your instance doesn't federate with my instance. What are you talking about? Um, yeah. <laughs> so to, to quote my not, wife, I said what I said. You're not the first person Lyle that I've heard talk about following hashtags. Um, I've, I've, I haven't tried it yet myself, but th this is not the first time it's come up. It might have come up here before, too, but I know I heard it in a third place. And just recently, and they were also just as excited and impressed with it as you are. I mean, I absolutely used, you know, Identica back in the day when they had, you know, groups as a separate thing. And I like the idea of groups, but thinking back now with a different you know perspective on technology and design it makes a lot more sense to kind of just glue those two things together so they don't have to be separate but that they also can be separate like using a hashtag does not you know subscribe you to it but that's a thing you can choose to do separately or like, it's a lot less formal than groups used yeah uh a perfect example is there will be there. There are a couple of people that I follow on Macedon who are just like pro shit posters, and um, they'll start a thing, and I just follow the hashtag for like a day and a half just to, to just to watch, and then I, I I leave it. It's fine. Just just to watch all of it go down. See, I haven't found a Macedon client that I can even use. I can't even navigate them. Like, I can't figure out what's going on. If they put Macedon into Osmond, I'd be just fine. But running their own apps, they're 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 trash. They're so bad. I don't understand how you could navigate Osman's UI and not figure out Mastodon. Like I just cannot. That hurts my brain. Like Mastodon is like a couple columns. It's pretty easy. I honestly am not a huge fan of most of the UI, but I I've been using I think Elk as my primary Elk.zone as my primary like web wrapper, and it's okay. I don't know this. I'm gonna look it up. It's not significantly different, but the color schemes are better, and it's a little less. It's a little less visually loud. That's really it's the one thing I think the Twitter interface, web interface, was better at is it was less visually loud. There was less going on at once in the default setup, oh. and, and that's kind of what I would want. Is like I just want the messages. I don't need all the other columns. At the same time, like I want all of that information, but I don't want all of it at once. I can't. I can't see. And I think that's the difference between you and me. When I use Twitter, I want a tweet deck so I could have all that stuff because I didn't I didn't feel like the regular interface was good enough. So it's just it's a preference thing. Wait, what and is I, Elk? You said a web wrapper, so it's not an app. I mean, it, it is not a separate application. It is just a web page. So all they have written is a web front end. So if I use it on my phone, do I open Firefox and then use this thing? Or is it? It is not going to be in an app. It's not going to be in the app store. It's just, just go to elk.zone in Firefox. Oh, weird. Okay. Basically, if I can't look at the interface in like half of the width of my monitor and it not be like collapsing everything, th there's too much. 
But maybe that's just my brain is turning to pudding. No, I can't either. It, that's that's kind of what kills me about there's, there's three columns, and I can't. I just want one thread. I can't even follow a thread because I can't figure out what column it is in and what thing do I have to back out of to get back to the conversation that I thought I was having. Yeah, so I'm totally with you. Yeah, I think this is just one of those situations where the default is the way my brain works. So it's just that I don't understand why people don't like it. But here, hearing your arguments, I, I, I get it. And I mean, as, as I said um, a minute ago, I, I'm glad that other ways to interface with this exist. Like, I, I want everyone to have the tools that work for them. Just don't make me use the ones that don't work for me. Fair enough. That's the beauty of open source. Somebody's going to fix it. Unfortunately, the downside is sometimes that someone has to be me. Yep. Which leads me to the last point I wanted to make before I my brain turns into a puddle and claws out my ear. Which is, sorry to everyone listening who had some fuck-ups with episode 80. That was my fault. I am in the middle of trying to re... Uh, structure Jigger. restructure the way that um, the plugin that I wrote to Nicola works because it's specific to AUG formatting and there's no reason it needs to be because there's nothing special about the AUG feed other than it's and another one. And so I'm trying to write something that is more generic and I was halfway through that work in the same repo that the, the show stuff was hosted in and everything got all munged and fucked up. And that's on me. And I'm sorry. I forgive you. You had it fixed before I noticed it. I just didn't refresh, or I refreshed at just the wrong time. Yeah, it, we found out about it pretty quick. Who who was the person that reached out and said, somebody, feel like I should shout them out? I don't remember who said it first, but we definitely got an email about it later from Josh Mason. Yeah, I, I my gut is Biku, but I don't think it was Biku. <laughs> I think it might have been somebody else. Also, a quick shout out to my good friend Gil. He got, I got some feedback on Signal from him. Uh, it's in the show notes, but apparently someone called Mr. Bungle is similar to Primus. I think that's a response to us saying that there was no one like Primus. I have, not valid- I have not validated this. I am simply the messenger here. Yeah, Mr. Bungle is um, the lead singer, I forget his name, from Faith No More. Well, there you go. I also <laughs> figured out who it was. It was Honky Magoo, and he reached okay, on the Matrix. That sounds great. So good on you, Honky Magoo. Yeah. All right. I got one last quick thing. While you'll you may find this useful, so tune in just for a few couple more minutes. Um, I saw a YouTube video and a guy was making some suggestions for workshop stuff, and it never occurred to me that these even exist. But Bluetooth, the hearing protection headphones, like earmuffs with Bluetooth speakers built into them. And he had like an affiliate link for some specific brand. And I looked at them and I thought, geez, for 79 bucks or even like 120, I think was the, the set that he had that had some nice features on it. I thought that's a good price. And I started reading the reviews. And one guy said like he dropped his from like two feet onto his workbench and they, they blew apart. So I'm like, ah, oh, forget that. Let's see, you know, if anybody else makes them. And sure enough, 3M actually makes, these are legit hearing protection headphones or earmuffs with Bluetooth headphones built into them. And for years now, I've been using wired headphones, uh, the kind that you buy at the racetrack, and I did buy them at the racetrack, and plug them into a scanner so you can listen to the race radios. Um, and the, the curly cord on those things is so obnoxious because it catches on my shirt collar or my jacket collar all the time. 
and they've got a super strong headband on them to keep them clamped on your ears so hard because the racetrack's so loud. These new ones, these 3M ones, are so much more comfortable. They are so much nicer. Uh, and and I use them for mowing the lawn, for snow blowing, um, and it's just it's so much better. So now I have to replace my old worn out headphones that I used to do this show. Oh, that sounds nice. They they are nice. It is nice. But now these ones that I'm wearing now are so uncomfortable. Did you guys see the new button? Hit the new button. I, I'm trying to find the new button. I don't see it. I am too. Six from the top in the left hand column. Right above the laser sword button. That is not where mine's at. Quickly, is this the end? No, this is.